Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast brought to you by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm the co-founder of Ignite DA. And as always, I'm so glad you found us. No matter where you get your podcasts, we are there. And we're always trying to keep our finger on the pulse of what's going on in dentistry. And I'm really excited about today's show. We have two amazing women on today who are going to talk about their relationship in the dental practice and how it has evolved. So let me start off by introducing the dental assistant of the group, and that is Dee Bradford. Dee, how are you? I'm doing fine in yourself. <laughs> I am doing great. I'm so thrilled to talk to you and would love for you just to tell our audience a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Um, all I can say is my name is Dee. Um, I'm one of the lead dental assistants slash coordinator um, at a dental practice. Um, I've been doing this now for like 16 years. Um, I have experienced many challenges and I have, have enjoyed every minute of it. Um, but however, those challenges have allowed me to enhance my leadership and administrative skills. And so I'm ready for more challenges and I just enjoy exactly everything that I do. <laughs> That's awesome. And we're going to talk about some of those challenges here in just a minute. But I've got, I've got to introduce the other, the other party on tonight. And that is somebody that I've really come to, to admire and appreciate in the short time that I've been able to know her. And that is Dr. Savannah Craig. Dr. Hey. Savannah Craig, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Well, and I'm going to have you introduce yourself, if you don't mind as well. Sure. Um, I am a recent grad in 2022 from The Ohio State University. Um, now out in practice of, you know, three, four months and learning how to navigate as a new doc and work in a dental team. And, and I know the reason I have you both on tonight is that you all have been working together, the experienced dental assistant with the new dentist. <laughs> and, and I think that that's something a lot of dental assistants and young dentists run into. And so I'm going to pick both of your brains about that, if that's okay. And, and Dee, if you don't mind, I'm going to start with you. Uh, whenever you have a new, a new doc, a resident come in, what are some of the biggest things that you try to do as a dental assistant to help them kind of settle into, and I'm going to use the air quotes here, the real world of dentistry? Um, well, one of the things that I try to teach them is just having fun. Um, basically, I started out in the residency program um, in 2019. And when I started out, you know, I came in the middle of a residency program where they're like halfway, like still learning, but also confident about doing what they do. And so I was like, okay, well, me coming from older dentists, um, and then learning with um, younger dentists, it kind of made me sit back and think like, well, okay, well, then how am I gonna make this fun for them, for them to want to feel even more confident about what they do because you don't want to take that confidence away so um one of the things that i've learned from a previous employment was the disc assessment and that basically taught me about um the assessment of behavior self assessments and basically employment and so i took that hand in hand like okay where well, they're dentists you know you want to hold them up to their expectations and so i always try to do that but i communicate with them as well you know what you feel like you like in and what you feel like you want to improve in and stuff what you think you feel more comfortable in and i just try to make it more so that one you don't want the patient to know that they just starting out and 
you know, this maybe their first feeling that they're doing, but you want it both where you're both going in as a union, be like, okay, well, we're about to do a feeling. And it's like, okay, well, how do you think this looks? Like, oh, yeah, girl, that looks good. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. <laughs> Next step, like, they don't see what goes on behind the scene. I can be handing them this and I can be handing them that, but overall, it looked like we're all together. So that just makes it fun for both of us. Well, both of us. And, yeah, and, and that's such a key. I know communication, no matter what uh, area you're in in the dental practice and what level you're at in your career. And Savannah, I've got to ask, how has it been for you to kind of have that communication about uh, and tips and things like that? Because as the dentist working with the dental assistant, what has that been like for you? Yeah, I think you definitely have to be humble going into it with a more experienced assistant. Um, You know, they're your right hand person. So getting with them ahead of an appointment and saying, hey, you know, how have you done this in the past? Or this is what I like to do. What do you think? Um, So that you can be united in that appointment. I think also not being upset when they hand you something that maybe is different from what you usually get. Or maybe, you know, sometimes my assistant is seeing something that I missed or haven't gotten to, and they're just trying to set me up for success. So I think going into that knowing that your assistant is there for your success and you're both there for the patient is kind of the best mindset I've found going into those appointments. In Savannah, let me ask you a follow-up. So if D hands you something that maybe you're not expecting, is that something then that you have a follow-up conversation about? So it's a learning opportunity for you or how do you approach that? Yeah, I think it depends, you know, where you are in the procedure and what you're doing, but I think I've come now to trust Dee that she's handing me something that (laughs) I probably need. Um, But in the beginning, you know, just saying, oh, hey, um, you know, does does Dr. X take this? Or, you know, just letting it be a conversation and realizing that, you know, your patient's not always fully listening to what's going on. And you can ask in a way that doesn't make it sound like, you know, you're unsure of yourself, but just being like, oh, hey, we didn't use that for this. Let me try it. Or, you know, just being open to that conversation. And, and Dee, I've got to ask you, as the assistant, how, how long did it take you to build up that confidence to say, no, this is what you need? Or to kind of guide the path? Is that something that came naturally for you? Or did you have to learn that? Oh, no, it definitely didn't come natural. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a learning lesson because you know, verbiage. So one thing that we learn, and that's just overall in dentistry, is don't say oops, ah, and all those other words that make the patient nervous. So we just kind of learn our own little lingo. Um, And that can be like you're handing something to her, or, you know, sometimes we initial stuff or write stuff down like the patient doesn't see that we make sure the patient doesn't see that but um or we'll talk about a time like hey you know when dr x did this you know he tried this real quick and it's like oh well you know i never seen this instrument before but let's get it a go or you know whatever the case may be and they go for it and the patient feel even more comfortable that, oh, snap, they're really done. <laughs> That's all they're worrying about. It's like, oh, they're done. <laughs> hey, hey, and as the patient, amen. Absolutely, you know. 
and, and D, D, you mentioned the disc, and, and I'm such a big believer in personalities and making sure that you know you are really listening to each other and understanding each other. You, you obviously again work with numerous dentists. Do you change your technique during the day or during the week, depending on who it is, knowing the personality of the dentist and maybe the patient in the chair as well? Oh yeah, you you have to. Um, if you don't then you're not trying to connect with your patient, your employers, your staff, you know, whoever you work with and who you come in contact with. I mean, it's very important for you to learn your people skills when coming into dentistry. I mean, that's just all about healthcare, period. And some people don't come in with that. But I feel like when I first got introduced to this, um, this assessment, this basically changed my life. Um, I would say personally, because when I first started out in dentistry um, 16 years ago, um, it was like, why are these people so angry? Why are they scared? What's going on? <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm getting nervous, like as an assistant. So when I got into the assessment, I was like, okay, well, I just need to take a different approach. How I speak to this person or see how they introduce themselves. Um, I've had the people who've been the angriest come in and they leave out and say, I apologize for acting this way. I just had a long day. You know, I really appreciate you for being very patient with me. And that's, and to me, that just makes you feel even better as an assistant or even as a dentist. You know, and, and we joke all the time about the patients who come in and say, I'd rather be anywhere than here. I hate <laughs> this, you know, all this stuff. And, and that's, and, and God bless both of you and everyone in dentistry who has to deal with this. It's, Savannah, I've got to ask a question. You know, I, I know there's there's times that as a, as a new dentist, as a young dentist, you might be nervous about something. You might be unsure about something. How do you get past those nerves in your mind uh, whenever you're going in for a procedure? Um, I think preparedness, first of all, and really, I mean, I had what I thought was going to be a, a big case today that ended up being a filling. But, you know, I was up last <laughs> night doing research, looking up, you know, looking through textbooks. Um, so going into it as prepared as you can, but also knowing that it's dentistry and being ready to pivot for whatever is actually sitting in your chair that day. Um, and I think just for me, that moment of like, okay, I put on my loops, like now I am Dr. Craig and I need to do work <laughs> and I can go back to, you know, the office and deal with whatever else is going on but having that that little routine of okay now I have to have the confidence and be the doctor um, and also knowing that being the doctor sometimes means saying I don't really know and let me go figure that out and let me go ask for help and you know relying on the people around you too also is really important. And, and Dee, I know that you mentioned a few minutes ago about not saying uh or oops or anything along that line. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the nonverbal cues maybe that you use to kind of help the procedure keep going smoothly and maybe give some confidence in there as well? So I'm a, you know, I like to mind over matter type thing. I'm more of a try to get the ease the patient mind i i'm big on having big conversations with the patient like learning the patient and i take that information and i send it back to the dentist like hey this is what this person told me or this person just told me that hey somebody passed in their family or they just got sick so then we know when we walk in 
we like, okay, we're going to talk about fun stuff to keep it off their mind and stuff. And in the midst of us talking, you know, they're trying to talk too at the same time, but still it's more so we're focusing on like, oh, I'm going to point you this, or I'm going to give you that. Or, you know, while I'm talking, I'm like, well, do you want a Toffamire or do you want the Paladin? You know, they don't know what that is, but you don't want it to be like where it's so quiet, where they do hear you say Toffamire Paladin, that it scares them. Like, well, what are you about to use? But it's more so they're focusing on the conversation that we've already started from the time that we walked into the room. I think to interrupt there, going off of that, really relying on your assistants and your hygienists who spend so much more time with the patient than you do to kind of have a really good relationship with them. And not that I need to be the bad guy, but at times if I'm running late, please blame me and, you know, preserve that relationship with your assistant and your hygienist and your patient, because I think that sets up everybody for success. Yeah. I, I love that. And I think that dovetails into the last question I was going to ask each of you. And Savannah, I'm just going to keep you on the hot stove here. Uh, <laughs> what What's the biggest thing that you, if, if a young dentist is listening to this and, and that, is, that relationship with the assistant, is it what you just said that's the most important thing or what's, what do you really want to hammer home to them? I think the biggest um, thing that a new new dentist needs to understand is that you are on the same team. And, you know, they want you to succeed as much as you want to succeed. And keeping that relationship, you know, between your you and your patient and your, your patient and your assistant is kind of a unit. Um, and patients can tell how well you work together, whether, you know, conscious or unconscious. So just knowing that you are a team and, you know, they're not they're not trying to undermine you. Everybody's just here for the patient's best interest and having that reminder, no matter what sort of personality um, conflicts might arise is really important. And, and Dee, I'm gonna flip the question to you as that veteran assistant, and, and we know that there are some veteran assistants out there who get young dentists into the practice or into a residency. What's the biggest piece of advice that you'd pass along? Um. One of the biggest advice I pass along is, you know, take whoever you work with as a dentist or even as a hygienist, like this is your work wife and work husband. Um, I feel like it's that way because you're learning how this person is. Um, you'll get to a point where you learn that how that person is so much that they don't even have to say much. Um, more of how you pass this or they need this or can you give me this? And it's like, it's already done. It's already done. And I feel like when you come more, become more adaptable to that and be more attention to the detail, like it makes the relationship between you and the dentist, like just the most perfect relationship. And when it makes it a perfect relationship, um, your dentist will want you and other dental assistants to come in and be the same way as well. Um, I'm not saying that in dentistry, it should be less talk. But I feel like because we do the same thing over and over again, it be, you, you'll become more accustomed to it that it does. It becomes less tall. 
you know, this is a topic that I, I, I'd love to keep talking about because I think that there's so much that we could dive into. So maybe I can have you both back on another podcast and we can keep talking about it. But I, I think it's a subject that is so prevalent out there with, with this next generation of dentists who are coming in and, and trying to figure out that assistant dentist relationship. So I really appreciate you both being on tonight and kind of uh, being very open and honest about that. Thank you so much. Thank you, too, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, and we appreciate all of you listening to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. Hey, we're trying to make sure that dental assistants, you all have a better day, better relationships, that you all feel more confident in the practice. All the things that we can do to make sure that you have the best day, week, career. That's what we try to do at Ignite DA and here at the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. So for D. Bradford and Dr. Savannah Craig, this is Kevin Henry signing off until next time. As always, we remind you that together we rise.